What's up, what's up, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Webheads. I'm one of your hosts, DeMarco. And I'm Steven. And we're going to talk to you today about a little something special, at least special to me. Uh, this is one of my favorite characters, and uh, I'm glad I got to actually read this these uh, issues and go over it with you guys. But uh, we're talking about uh, Spider-Man today. Spider-Man. How about them apples? America's favorite. Is, is that a thing? Uh, I think so. Probably. I think Spider-Man was one of the most recognizable characters, uh, at some point, I think. I know he sells the most toys. Well, that's for sure. Most characters. So, everyone has their own opinion on Spider-Man. I think everybody has a love for Spider-Man to some degree. Uh, yeah, I would think so. And everyone has their favorite Spider-Man, whether it's, uh, a cartoon that's favorite, or, uh, actor who played their favorite Spider-Man. Everyone, I think... Has a little bit of love for Spider-Man deep down. Yeah, mine's the Japanese Spider-Man. You know, actually, I, I found that I uh, have a newfound love for the Japanese Spider-Man. Comics are really good. Are they? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I was, uh, we took a trip to Seattle, as you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we went, I found a, a comic book shop, and I didn't buy any comics, but I found a, a lanyard. That was pretty cool. It had the Japanese Spider-Man on it from the old TV show. and. Uh, yeah, I just found the... Uh, I found somewhere online to watch the Japanese one. Oh, really? So I think, we're gonna, yeah, I'm going to start that this week. Oh, let me know how that is. I wouldn't mind watching it. I don't know. if I, I'm, I'm hoping that it has subtitles. <laughs> I, I didn't check that part. I like how he has a, a giant, like, Megazord. From what I read, they said that, um, that whatever channel was making, or whatever network was making the show... Uh, could use the spider-man character but they couldn't call him peter parker mm. so they just made up their own character and then gave, <laughs> gave him like a few extra uh powers and stuff and uh, apparently they gave him a megazord you should watch uh what's that show on disney plus like into the 616 or something like that i don't, I don't know what the exact title is but it's a marvel show yeah I've, I've seen it i haven't watched it that one they have an episode that talks about like specifically the Japanese Spider-Man and how it came to be and all that. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, I might check that out. But besides besides that, you know, let's get back on topic of comics, even though that is a comic book character. Uh, are you reading anything right now? Right now, I am reading Avengers Mech Strike. How's that going? Which, it's it's not great so far. I'm only three issues in. Um, and the Avengers have come across a beast that they've never encountered before. And they have no idea where it came from. They, uh, they've never seen it. They've never... They, they beat it in the first issue. And then start uh, dissecting it. Trying to figure out uh, if they can figure out where it's from. Because it's not exactly a creature, and it's not fully, uh, I guess, a robot. Mm. Like it has like flesh parts with, <laughs> with like robotic insides and stuff like that. <laughs> and they they've just never seen anything about it, or never seen anything like it. So the first event that happens in there, they call it a biomechanoid event, and they call it biomechanoid event number one. And then in the story, within forty six days, they have another twenty biomechanoid events hmm. and all, all in that time they still have no idea how to really like handle this thing is it going to keep coming where is it from um and then at the end of issue three the only story that we have is that the villain is from the future interesting yeah <laughs> it's <laughs> i'm hoping that the story gets a little bit better um because i kind of i bought the pops uh, before the story started and 
I, I just hope that I didn't buy the pops just because they were cool. Well, I mean, the pops still are pretty cool. Like, even if the story sucks, they're at least nice to kind of have, you know, displayed and everything, especially if you have all of them. Yeah, I bought all of them except for Doctor Strange, um, and they, they do look really cool. But, yeah, if this story doesn't pan out very well, they're going to go, like, in the back of the collection. <laughs> I just started uh, Heroes Reborn. Oh, nice. I'm only, like, a couple pages in because I started reading it last night. Um, mm-hmm. But it so far, what I'm getting from it is uh, if you're reading the current Avengers run right now, Blade is on the team. And this story starts with him waking up in a reality that is not his reality. So there's some multiversal trickery going on he seems to remember where he's from but so far he, no one else knows that he's from a different uh, universe and that uh everything's are just everything's just kind of going in the way that they think it's going so i i, I haven't gotten too far in the current avengers run and i think i'm maybe like mm-hmm. on issue 23 or something like that uh but i think i know what's going on exactly or at least a little bit so I'm interested in see because I know there's a lot of uh like different characters or new characters or like mix ups or you know stuff like that with some of the established Marvel characters. So I'm excited to see where this one goes. I haven't read anything current for a couple months now. There's some pretty good stuff looking on there. Yeah, I've just been going back and just reading like one offs and random stories. I started reading uh. Mm. The Pet Avengers, uh, those are very interesting. I read, uh, oh, Hellcat oh, yeah, was pretty tell, good. Told me about that one. But any, anything new, I haven't touched for quite a while. But I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna try to get back. I actually no, sorry, I did read Taskmaster. Oh uh, yeah, I gotta jump back on that one. That one's pretty. It's actually, it's actually really funny, which I I didn't expect when I started it. I thought it was gonna be like a serious thing. Because I hadn't really met, read much about Taskmaster in the first place, but like the first two issues were. Just, like, hilarious. Hmm. Maybe I'll read that. Cause sometimes the stuff I read is too serious, and then I have to stop reading for a little bit. Because it's just yeah. bleak. <laughs> yeah, that's why I can't watch SVU for too long. <laughs> With that said, let's just jump into today's few issues. Let's get right to it. All right. Uh, today we are reading The Amazing Spider-Man, issues 31 through 33. This is uh, dubbed the This Be My Destiny run. Uh, it's not a big, like, main event, like, not a whole lot technically happens in this, um, but what I liked about it is that it's, it's kind of fresh, uh, and it kind of lays out, like, it's like a big milestone in who Peter Parker is as a character, and not necessarily a lot is put on Spider-Man, but more on Peter, um, and so this was, like, a huge difference for me, uh, in terms of, the style and the art and how the way it was written. Um, if you guys remember in our last episode, I read All Winter Squad, which was written in the 40s. That one was not that fun for me, to be honest. The dialogue <laughs> was kind of super campy and like the characters were kind of lame. It was just like that classic, if you can imagine, uh, 1940s like kind of cartoon you know, comic book. Um, yeah, they could have put any other characters in that same story, and it would have turned out exactly the same. Yeah, no one even really, like, used their powers, to be honest. Like, no. it was kind of just like they were there, they did what they did, and that was it. <laughs> they were just trying to find out, figure out riddles the whole time. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was literally all they were doing. 
Um, but this one, this uh, Spider-Man run was from the 60s, and it surprised me a whole lot because the dialogue was fresh, the art looked a lot better, it was drawn by Steve Ditko, so classic Spider-Man uh, artist. Um, and yeah, he everything just looked good. It was, the colors were vibrant, Stan Lee's writing was great, you know, his footnotes, his little, like, kind of narration kind of made it feel like if you watch the old uh, Amazing Spider-Man cartoon, he would do, like, narration and sort of reminded me of that, where he was just kind of walking us through, and, like, even when his dialogue made it feel, like, special, like, he was like, all right, you guys, hold on, because we're going to do this, or let's watch this amazing kid do some amazing things, like, it just, like, he was trying to hype everybody up, so just hearing that, or reading that through the dialogue, the story was pretty good, but... Like I said, it's mainly Peter Parker's story and how he kind of learns that he, Peter needs to be Peter and not Spider-Man all the time. Like, people need Peter. They don't always need Spider-Man. Yeah, like, I think it, uh, like, humanized him in a way Mm -hmm. that I I don't think that that was the first time in comics that it had happened, but for, like, a character of his size to just have spent, like, was it almost, like, five issues mm-hmm. like going through like just him as a person and not like him as spider-man yeah like he was that he was kind of using spider-man as like a way to escape from being peter mm. and just like it was it felt like you were kind of like watching a tv show reading through it yeah 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 that's yeah it felt like like a three episode arc on a tv show yeah which is kind of cool i mean comics now like that's just what they are like there's always an arc and I'm pretty sure the issues before this one for Spider-Man were kind of the same, you know, but just like it wasn't based off the action for these three, which I think was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So while I was reading that, yeah, that's just kind of stuck out to me. It was that's just like it's a Peter story overall. It's not Spider-Man. Um, and because it's a story arc, there are some ups and downs to the story, I would say. Mm-hmm. But overall, I would say it's a good story. And uh what we also get from it are the introductions of a couple of characters that end up being really important to Peter's life throughout, you know, the 60, 70 years that Spider-Man's been around. Yeah. Um, so we get the introduction of Gwen Stacy, the introduction of Harry Osborn. Uh, we also get to see some of his other uh, important side characters, such as Aunt May, J. Jonah Jameson, uh, Betty Brant, Flash Thompson. Uh, who else is uh, in there? Ned Leeds. Uh, Mr. Ned Leeds. Uh, is it Mr. Folsom? Foswell. I don't his name. Foswell, yeah. Yeah, we get that guy. I don't think he's, he's not too important recent in recent times, but these current issues, he's kind of like a, a ally slash enemy to Peter. Yeah, and he's Spider-Man. a real sneaky kind of guy. Yeah, he, he has a lot of faces he wears. <laughs> And then, so, for this episode, we're going to go over issues 31 through 33, uh, but there is some stuff from the previous issues that I'm going to go over just to kind of have everybody keep in their mind, just so while I'm going through the main three, you know what's going on. Uh, so, just a couple things. Uh, Betty's Old Flame, uh, the aforementioned Ned Leeds, is back. Uh, him and Peter sort of have like a love triangle thing going on with Betty, where Peter and Betty kind of have a thing while Ned was gone. Ned had something with her when she was here or when he was there and now he's back and now it's sort of like this weird 
love triangle, but no one's really dating anybody. Yeah, and like Peter and Betty didn't just have like a thing. Like they were, <laughs> they're like in love with each other. Yeah, like, hardcore in love yeah, with each other. They're super in love with each other. Um, Aunt May is sick. She's like kind of passing out and having like these faint spells. Uh, Peter just graduated high school, so in these uh, three issues, he's going to just be starting college, which is where we mainly see him nowadays anyways, or outside of college, actually. There's organized gangsters who are stealing radioactive material and components uh, for someone or something. That's not yours! We don't really know. They just kind of show up one day, and then they steal, like, something from Tony Stark, and then we don't see him until these uh, three issues. Uh... Ned asks Betty to marry him, which drives the even bigger stake between Peter and Betty and Ned because, like Steve said, Betty and Peter are in love, and Betty is really shaken up by her past. Uh, her brother was, like, <laughs> really adventurous, <laughs> and he died, and so Peter's afraid that Betty and him can't have a thing because now, I mean, he's Spider-Man. He lives a dangerous life. And yeah, and well, she said, like, I don't want to ever be with somebody who tries to live a life like my brother did. Yeah. So those are so Peter's just exact like, words. Well, <laughs> there, go, there goes this whole thing. Yeah. And then uh, Foswell, like we talked about, a guy with many faces, he is a reformed criminal. He got out of jail, turned his life around, became a reporter for the uh, Daily Bugle. But he also has, like, a, I don't know if it's a secret identity or if it's just an identity he uses. But he puts on a realistic mask with an eye patch and calls himself Patch. Pat. And he just sits around the old, like, smelly crime bar and talks to, or he doesn't even really talk to anybody. He just listens to what criminals are talking about and then uses that for his leads. Yeah, nobody finds him suspicious whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> the guy just comes in and sits in the corner all day. <laughs> he comes in with a fedora <laughs> and an eye patch. Nobody's ever seen this person. And he just sits there drinking at the bar and gets all this information, and nobody bats an eye. And he's uh, he's a reporter for the Daily Bugle, but also an informant for the police. So he's kind of, it's weird, he's painting himself into a corner here. Because they're <laughs> <laughs> informant for the police, and then writing about the stuff, it's like, you're kind of putting yourself out there as like a snitch. Yeah. And, and still, nobody's caught him. Yeah, no one's caught him. But with those things, we'll go ahead and start off. Uh, and we'll start off with some action. So the story starts with uh, Spider-Man, and he's uh, ruining another robbery in progress down at the docks. He basically sees these thugs, all high-tech. They got their uniforms on and everything. They jump in a helicopter. He swings in, starts beating up the guys, you know, doing a Spider-Man thing. Uh, but there's a lot of these guys, and so they know they can't take them, so they gas them with some experimental gas or something. Uh, trying to knock him out, but because he's Spider-Man, he can withstand the gas a lot better than a normal person would. He says that he can hold his breath for for longer than a normal person. Yeah, he's, he tends to talk to himself and explain his spider strength a lot. Yeah, and he's very proud of the fact that he can hold his breath longer than most people. <laughs> and so, he can hold his breath, but he can't hold it for that long, so the gas starts taking effect on him. So, he knows he has to stop the crime as it's going. Uh, or right then and there. So what he does is basically uh, he throws something into the propellers of the helicopter. It starts going down into the bay. It hits the water and 
you know, he's like, I gotta get out of here. These goons are, are done for. The plan's done. Uh, he swims out of there, and he's just like, cool, crime's finished. You know, these guys will get out on their own. I'm done. My job's done here. Uh, yeah, that's but like the most half-assed know. superhero job. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing. He's like, we know Spider-Man doesn't kill, but, like, he doesn't think to check on the goons or anything. He's just like, they got this. They'll, they can swim. All they did was fall into the water. It wasn't yeah. like they crashed the plane. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> Like, people can swim. <laughs> Peter swing, or Spider-Man swings away, and uh, the goons actually had a plan B. So their whole plan was to fly the helicopter to their destination, but if things went wrong and they crashed in the water, their plan B, uh, they had some other goons in the water with scuba tanks and all this stuff who were going to go in there, save them, and then grab the, the stuff that they stole. So while Peter thinks these goons are just, you know, in the water still, they're actually enacting their plan B of getting out of there. Peter's just like, all right, cool. So he swings home, um, and he's about to go to bed. I think he asked Aunt May if she has any more pie that she made because he was just, like, juiced about it. And Her famous apple pie. <laughs> and he gets home, and he's talking to Aunt May, and she just passes out. So he's just like, oh, crap, like, what do I do? Like, I got to get her to the hospital. Or I got to call a doctor, actually. So call the doctor. They were doing home visits during these days. So doctor comes, basically tells Peter, I don't know what's going wrong, but something's wrong with her. So we better get her to the hospital soon. So they get her to the hospital. Uh, the doctors there are just like, yeah, we honestly don't know either what's going on, but something's wrong with her. We'd have to run more tests. And so Peter is just like, ah, oh, dang, like, he doesn't know what to do. He's worried about Aunt May. Life's not, you that's know, exactly. All he has left. Yeah, that's really all he has. And he feels like he's let her down. Like, he hasn't paid attention to her. He's always out being Spider Man, you know, all this and that. But also, Peter has college coming right up, too. So all this is happening in the same, what, day or so? So he goes to his first day of school. Still thinking about Aunt May, distraught, trying to figure out what's went wrong, what time he can go visit her, you know, this and that. Uh, but it's the first day, and people are trying to be friendly with them. Uh, <laughs> so he goes to school. He walks past his old classmate, Flash Thompson, uh, who's also with his other friends, Harry Osborne and Gwen Stacy. Uh, and Flash is kind of talking down on Peter, you know, calling him a nerd, calling him this or that, just trying to make him seem uncool. Uh, but Harry and Gwen still kind of give him the benefit of the doubt. They're like, well, let's call him over here, talk to him, see what he's like. So they call for him, and Peter is still thinking about Aunt May, doesn't hear them, or maybe he doesn't, just ignores them. But he keeps walking, and they're just sort of like, ugh, what's this guy's problem? Like, guy gets a scholarship to college, and all of a sudden thinks he's too good to talk to anybody. And Flash and Harry are just like, yeah, this that's not cool. Like, this guy's going to pay for what he did to us. <laughs> <laughs> somebody ignored me i don't think so let's go beat him up and so gwen is sort of just like oh well i still think he's probably a cool guy maybe he's just in here she gives him the benefit of the doubt and so uh the rest of the day goes on and everything and they keep trying to introduce themselves or talk to him and all this and that and he just does not <laughs> give them any any time during the day he's just like nah you know what's crazy is that, like, they even tried more than once. Yeah. They like, keep if I tried to, to <laughs> introduce myself to somebody and they just ignored me, I'm not trying to get <laughs> These guys tried, like, four times. And so, like, yeah, they keep trying, and 
nothing. And so they're finally all in class. They're all in a science class together. I don't know if Flash is in that class. But they're just like, well, this guy's head is too big. We got to bring him down to size. So they decide to pull a little prank on him. You know, nothing bad, nothing too extreme, just to kind of bring him down. And they mess with his chemicals that he's messing with, and they kind of explode. And he gets yelled at by the teacher, and Peter's like, I I don't think this should have happened, but yeah, I'm sorry, you know. Things just happen. I'll pay attention more next time. And the the gang's all cracking up because they got him, but then they're like, oh, dang, like, we didn't want him to get in trouble. We just wanted to kind (laughs) of scare him a little bit. And so these are the weirdest bullies I've ever seen. <laughs> and so Gwen's just like, "Well, yeah, we got him in trouble. Let me just go say sorry, and you know, see if he wants to hang out with us again." And so she goes over to him and is like, "Hey, uh, can I borrow a pen just to kind of open the conversation?" And Peter just like hands her a pen without looking at her. He's like, "Yeah, here you go. Have it." Like not giving her any <laughs> mind. <laughs> And so class ends and everything, and Gwen's finally pissed off, and she's just like, wow, no man is ever going to show show me up like that. She's like, this guy, who does he think he is? Guys are always all over me, and this guy all of a sudden doesn't want me. So she has, like, this whole complex where she just thinks that she's top of the class, like, A1. Yeah, she's, like, she's really... She's upset, but she's also really into the fact that he's doing it. Yeah, she's, like, turned on a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so that's the, that day ends. Um, Peter's been exhausted these past couple of days. So that's also something that's been on his mind and why he's not really talking to anybody is that he hasn't slept. He's exhausted from fighting all these goons. Aunt May's sick. He's distraught about that. And, like, he keeps thinking that, going out and fighting crime is going to like help him distract himself from it but it's just making things worse because he's just so exhausted and tired and so he doesn't go to sleep again for like another day and may's illness is just getting worse and worse he doesn't know what's wrong the doctors are kind of have an idea what's going on and they think it's some radiation that's in her blood mm-hmm. a particle of radiation to be exact <laughs> and this happened when peter and uh, peter had to give aunt may a blood transfusion and got a particle of radiation in her blood so for him it's fine but for her because she's just an old frail woman it's not helping her cause no and it's only making his situation worse because now he feels guilty about the fact that he did it yeah and then Uh, The goons from the beginning of the book, we find out that they're actually working for somebody named the Master Planner, who is actually Doc Ock. What? Bro, what are you talking about, man? Who's been in hiding since, I think, one of the earlier issues. Uh, He's built a base underwater, and he's been collecting all these chemicals and equipment for some big project that he has. Nobody noticed that he was building. <laughs> yeah, that's what I always wonder. Like, who who, who are you contracting to <laughs> to build this underwater? Like, there has to be ships of, like, equipment just being, like, dropped into the ocean. Yeah, and he's not even far off of the pier. Like, he's right there. Yeah. <laughs> and nobody noticed it. It's so, uh, yeah, we find that out. And not only is he feeling tired and helpless, he's also feeling very angry. And so he's just kind of done with everybody's BS. And he needs to make extra money because he needs to help pay for Ame's medical bills, too. So 
he decides to sell his uh, science equipment that he has. He pawns that off. He takes a few pictures and tries to see if uh, uh, J. Jonah Jameson will buy him for extra cash. But uh, Jonah's just kind of being his normal jerk self to him. And Peter just like, yeah, I'm not having any of this stuff. You either take him or buy him or I'll go sell him somewhere else. And yeah. Jonah's just like, wow, like, what's your problem? <laughs> hey, wait a minute. I've never seen him like this. <laughs> and then so with all this, Peter is just like, he he's lost like he's he has some money but he's just not doesn't have enough and he still doesn't know exactly how to help Aunt May but he thinks oh I know somebody who is a doctor a scientist uh, Doctor Kurt Connors which is also known as the Lizard uh, past issues Peter has helped uh, Doctor Connors after he turned into the Lizard so he has this trust in him and feels like he can help him so uh, he basically. Goes to Dr. Connors, asks him, hey, do you know of anything that may help her? They say there's a particle in her blood. Like, what do we got? And Connors is just like, oh, well, there's this experimental chemical that uh, people on the West Coast have been working on. But, you know, it's all the way on the West Coast. Like, <laughs> we got nothing. And Peter's just like, well, call your buds up and tell them I want it. So <laughs> Overnight he, it. Uh, we need this. Yeah. <laughs> Peter pulls all of his cash together. Gives it to Dr. Connors to buy that chemical or whatever it is. And then they're just like, yeah, send it on over. It'll be there the next day or whatever. And it finally gets to New York. And what happens? The master planner's goons find the guy on the pier just holding it. And then just whack him in the head and steal it. Yeah, this guy's over here sightseeing with the, with the important chemicals <laughs> in his hand. The funny thing is, is in the panel where they steal it, they just... I don't know what, the, they just bop him in the head with like a pole or something, yeah. like a pipe or something. And it's just like, this dude should be dead. Like, <laughs> broad daylight, they just bop this guy in the head, steal whatever he has, and then just, I don't, run off somewhere. I don't know if they just jump in the water or something, but like, they just murdered a man in broad daylight almost. Are they, yeah, they almost killed that guy. Any, at first, if this wasn't a comic, anybody, anybody else would have died. Yeah, and then so... Surprisingly, the the man survives and calls Connors and is like, "Hey, I just got robbed by these guys. They took the chemical. I don't have it anymore. Like, sorry." And Spider Man finds out about this and he's just like, "No, I need to find these guys now." And they need to give me my chemical because this is the only thing I got to save on May. So he starts going one to one, all these goon hideouts, places that you know goons are just hanging out at. And just starts like cracking skulls. It's like wants to know who the master planner is, where he has the chemical, all that. And these are just like regular goons. These aren't even master planner's goons. So he's just like beating all these guys up for no reason. Yeah, even the goon, <laughs> even the goons are like, "Hey, what's going on, Spider Man?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're pointing out that like he's being extra like vicious today. <laughs> well, he's like throwing people at walls, like ripping like. He ripped a staircase off the ground and, like, threw the guys on the ground from the staircase. Yeah. And he's just not having any of it. He just, like, needs to know these answers. And, uh, surprisingly, he does find the Master Planner's goons in, like, a underground, like, layer. I don't even know if that's what you would call it. They're just in a room. <laughs> like, just chilling. There's no tables. There's nothing there. It's just, they're all just standing there when he comes in. <laughs> and, uh... 
he starts taking them out, you know, like demanding where the master planner is, where the chemical is, and he's not really getting any answers. He he's actually getting his butt kicked because he's exhausted and tired, and he's already fought like all these other dudes. So, and the master planner has like way way more guys than he was expecting. So he's kind of getting overwhelmed. But luckily, uh, he sees an opportunity where one more goon is coming in through a secret door. And before that door closes, he uh, escapes the goons and jumps through the door. Uh, this part was kind of weird to me because, yeah, he did find that door. But these goons also have access to that door as well. Yeah. So, like, they easily could have just opened it and went after him. <laughs> They acted like, oh, damn, like, nobody has their keys today. They probably knew that he was just going to, like, he'll be back at one point. Because <laughs> everything else that happened so far, they've just been completely content with, like, oh, the plane crash? That's all right. We have people underwater waiting for us. <laughs> so they're like, oh, he, oh, we know he's going to get out of here. We'll just wait here till he comes back. There's no point in chasing him. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the tunnel anyways, uh, we Peter, our Spider-Man, finds out that who was behind all this all along was actually Doc Ock. We knew that he Doc Ock was the master planner, but Spider Man didn't know that the that Doc Ock was the master planner. So uh, they have like a short, uh, intense battle, and Peter in his anger, and I think he's not really thinking too straight, but he kind of destroys the layer in a way and destroys the support beams that are holding it up because if you remember, it's underwater, so there needs to be extra support to kind of keep everything there. Um, so the support beams are gone and the place is about to collapse. There's a big kind of cave-in and Doc Ock disappears, but Spider-Man gets trapped under like a beam of uh, steel and there's more stuff falling and it kind of falls on him in a way to where he's not, he, his lower body's trapped, but his upper body's still kind of there to kind of move around, but he can't really move too much. Um, and he... He's exhausted, like, he's stuck there, and he's just like, maybe if I just take a quick nap and kind of, you know, catch my strength, I can get out of here. And he, I think this is probably, like, one of the best moments out of the whole arc is, like, he wakes up, the chemical is literally, like, right in front of him. Yeah, it's just out of arm's reach. Yeah, he can't reach it. The ceiling of the layer is about to cave in, like, water's dripping in. Any moment, it can just, like, collapse, and... He tries to, like, lift himself, but he can't, and he keeps trying and can't, and he realizes, like, you know, it's not just about him failing. It's about if he fails, Aunt May goes, like, Doc Ock gets away, like, all these things kind of depend on him, and he depends on Spider-Man to kind of fix everything, but he doesn't really believe in himself as Peter to be that person for the people that need him. Mm-hmm. And he keeps seeing Aunt May, like, visions of Aunt May as he's, like, trying to, like, hype himself up. And he's like, I just need to give myself, like, one big push. And he gives himself one big push. Oh, actually, if you guys have seen Spider-Man Homecoming, the towards the end when Peter uh, decides to go after the vulture and uh, that building collapses on him, that uh, scene is kind of inspired by this uh, part of the story where he's trapped under it. And he needs to kind of find himself and not just depend on the suit to make him Spider-Man. But he is Spider-Man. He is Peter. Peter has the strength to do all this stuff. 
And so, yeah, he finds the strength to lift up the beams and get himself out of there. He grabs the chemical just as the layer is about to collapse. It still collapses and water, like, rushes in. Um, but he... <laughs> I like this because he's running through the hallway and the water is, like, kind of rushing in behind him and it catches him and he's kind of flowing through and he's just like, if I go limp, the water will just kind of carry me to my destination without me trying to, like, struggle and... <laughs> without and taking too much damage. Yeah, so... <laughs> He just kind of goes limp, and as the water goes to the original door that he came into, he comes through that door, you know, exhausted. He just lifted all the steel and uh, chemicals and stuff like that. Not chemicals, but, like, raw material. He just lifted all that off of him, so he's, like, super exhausted. And who's waiting for him outside those doors? But the goons from when he originally got there just waiting for him. And so he knows this is going to be a really tough battle because he's exhausted and tired and used almost all of his strength to lift those beams, but he still fights. He, you know, fights the goons, and I think he even, like, I think this happened in this battle, but he kind of lets himself get beat up a little bit just so he he can kind of rest. (laughs) He said that he (laughs) wanted to take a beating so he could take a rest and regain his energy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so yeah he's letting himself get beat up a little bit just so he can catch some of his energy and apparently that works i'm gonna try that one day i'm not and see what happens <laughs> and so he he builds up the strength to finish the goons off finishes rushes over to dr connor's to uh, have him finish the potion that he's working on meanwhile we see at the hospital that the doctors are like pretty much giving may like her last like yeah, like, she's done, like, we don't know what's going on, but... <laughs> they're just, oh, she's getting worse and worse. Yeah, and so they're just kind of giving up on her, and uh, Peter and Connors are, like, working on the uh, the cure, and Peter needs to know if it works, so he has a vial of his blood that he, like, snuck in, and then uh, uses it... Or was it his blood or May's blood? Yeah, no, it was his. Okay, yeah, he uses that to make sure that the cure works and connor's just kind of asking him like oh where'd you get these or how do you know this person like peter's just trying to be like don't worry about it just get shit done like <laughs> we, let's go let's go stop let's go. asking me questions <laughs> so they get the cure uh spider-man tells connor's hey call the hospital tell him i'm bringing over something right now uh and then he jumps out the window and swings there so he swings to the hospital delivers the cure and then within, like, a couple hours, the, uh, or he delivers the cure, and the doctor's like, okay, we'll, we'll give her the cure, and then we'll wait a couple hours to see how it works. And they do it, and within a couple hours, they're just like, hey, she's doing a lot better, you know, uh, we don't know what it was that you gave her. <laughs> we're <laughs> doctors, we just took this random chemical, but... <laughs> yeah, you, I get that he's a superhero, and everybody loves him, but you also shouldn't have... There's no reason that, as a doctor, you should have trusted that that was something to put yeah. into her. Yeah, like, I'm no... This isn't a family member that's giving it to you. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm no doctor, but I'm pretty sure you can lose your license for just taking a random liquid from somebody and just administering it to a, a patient. Yeah, put this in her blood. Hurry. <laughs> but they did it, and it worked. And... uh I think the the last issue 
or not the last issue, but the, like the last page, uh, is I think Peter talks to Aunt May a little bit, but she needs to rest, so he he leaves, and the doctor I think is like, wow, that kid is great. He was like, I I, I wish more kids would look up to this guy instead of Spider Man, <laughs> and uh, you know, being more inspired by this guy than Spider Man, and I think that kind of uh, that resonates or kind of just what the whole arc was about. Like just believe in yourself. You don't need, uh, you know, a super suit or you don't need the, the name or the, the, the praise from everybody to do good things. You know, like Peter yeah. is just already a good guy, but Spider-Man being Spider-Man helps him save more people and help other people, like more people. But just in his own, he already helps, you know, enough and he does great things. So the story ends with that. Just that Peter's a great guy and his aunt's safe, and you know you go through hell sometimes. But as long as you're a good person deep down and you know that you're a good person, just doing just being you is what what people need. I think yeah. is the the story. So yeah, overall, I like the whole thing overall. He just the fact that he was like in a comic book. He was like just kind of looking into his past. He was. At one point, he was just like, I already disappointed my my uncle. I, like, yeah. I'm the reason that he, he died in the first place, and now I'm going to be the reason that my aunt dies. And then just, like, using that as, like, his motivation and strength to, like, get out from under the steel. And he's yeah. seen visions of both of them. And just, like, the fact that, like, like, that was what was able to get him out from under the steel and get the uh the serum to the doctor yeah yeah i like that like yeah because i mean we always hear about like oh we know the whole origins of spider-man we know uncle ben dies da, 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 da. and we see it in the movies a lot you know it's like we already know that's why he becomes spider-man but like we don't really i don't think in any of the movies we really felt like the true like weight of the guilt that he felt you know yeah mainly i feel like the cartoons mainly just because they're marketed towards kids and then the movies like they're just i mean the sam raimi movies were like i think they did it some a little they had enough time they had three movies to do it so it's like (laughs) the first one yeah we definitely did get something like that and then the second one was more just like i think they kind of touched on it too where you know he was trying to throw all of himself into Spider-Man rather than, you know, Peter. Um, but then the third one, like, whatever. But overall, I mean, yeah, just the... I, I liked that they... The gravity and the, and the weight of the guilt that he had was sort of, like, the main villain, I would say. Like, Doc Ock is featured in it, but he's not in... He's not a villain at all in this, really, like... He's just there for a second. His main obstacle to overcome is the guilt and the and all that. Yeah, Doc Ock's just like a, a quick side story to all this. Yeah. But overall, I mean, I'd give this like out of webheads. I give it. I give it four out of five. Four and a half, I'd say actually. Four and a half. That's not bad. Yeah, I can see that. I, I'm gonna give it a four. I, only because I wish that. Uh, oh, I don't. Yeah, I'll give it a four. I don't think that it necessarily needed to be longer. I think just. I think that kind of just shows how good it was in the first place is that when I could see that it was ending and I wanted it to be longer. Mm. Like, once that third issue rolled around, I was like, 
and we're like halfway through it. I was like, like we can still keep going with this a little bit further, but yeah. even then, it's like they told so much of the story like so well in those three issues. Mm. Like that's like yeah, you could like if they made that in that story arc into a movie, like I would be completely fine with that whole movie. Yeah. So I I'm gonna give it a f- solid four. Yeah, that would be a good a good movie. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now the big question. Who are you putting on your team? That's See, that's the hard part on this one, because there's not... Like, last week, we had a lot of characters to pick from. Yeah. N- next week, we're going to have a lot of characters to pick from. A lot of characters to pick from. <laughs> <laughs> so this week... Man, I, you know what? Since I get the first pick this week, I'm I'm just going straight forward. I'm sorry. You're out of it, buddy. I'm going Spider-Man. <laughs> I got to take Spider-Man. Okay. I mean, I'll, I'll let you have Spider-Man. It's understandable. There's not, yeah, like you said, there's not a lot of characters to actually choose from that were doing anything. Hmm. Who would I pick then? You you could take Pat. I don't want Patch. He's a snitch. He's, he's actually, a, Patch is the greatest costumed hero you've ever seen. Uh, I think I would go with. I was gonna say Jameson, but like, <laughs> <laughs> there is a few. I don't know if it was within this one or if the it was one of the issues before. But the Scorpion broke out of jail. And oh no, it was a cat burglar one. The cat burglar. Uh, there's a guy just robbing people in the city, oh, and yeah. Jameson wanted he's going to give a thousand dollars to anybody who can find him and catch him. And Spider-Man almost caught him, and Jameson <laughs> was just sweating. He was just in his chair, just like, "Oh God, please no." <laughs> he was just like he was in his office, just like, "God, please somebody else just find this guy." Yeah, he. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really liked how they like he wasn't just like a corny just like newspaper reporter they made him like a dick yeah yeah he's a dick to everybody um <laughs> uh, i think i'm gonna go with i'm gonna go with ame wow yeah she's she's the heart of it without ame peter would be a different person he, he she keeps him grounded she keeps him level-headed. She has a lot of power, even if she has no actual superpowers. All right. Episode three, another one down. Episode three. This was a this was a good episode. This was a good story arc to read through. I actually I I actually read through this pretty quickly because of how good it was. It took me a while just because I actually went back like six issues before mm. this arc, and I just was like reading through, but. The panels have a lot of dialogue on them sometimes, so, like, just trying to not get tired from just reading three pages, but felt like a whole novel. Yeah, it's like a whole, like, a 21-page comic book always, like, these older ones always just feel like a a long-ass graphic novel. Yeah, you got your 12 cents worth when you bought these. Yeah, oh, for sure. A quarter gets you two comic books, like... (laughs) <laughs> you're you're in your room the whole weekend reading these things but yeah this was good next week we have reed richards and sue storm's wedding big one a big wedding it's the talk of the town everybody will be there villains and heroes included celebrities it's gonna be fun whole the whole story is just nuts the whole thing it gave me a headache after i finished reading it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you guys thought, this isn't the way. If you guys thought weddings already were chaos and all that, like a wedding for superheroes is just out of just out of the park. Yeah, so many things happen, but yeah, you guys will see next week how crazy that whole thing is. All right. Yeah, we're gonna end this one for this week. 
I did want to say uh, thank you. Um, if you guys didn't know, we uh, kind of record these like in a batch sometimes. So uh, we're on episode three today, but in real time, our first episode just came out last week. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to say thank you to everybody that actually listened to yes, it. Yes, thank you. Everybody thank you. that followed the Instagram, the Twitter page. Well, actually, nobody's followed the Twitter page, so please go out there and do it. Yeah, follow the Twitter page. Share it. But we are greatly appreciative of everybody actually listening, and we hope you guys stick around and continue to have a good time with us. Yeah, we got plenty and plenty of stories to go over. You know, these don't take a short amount of time. Well, some of them do. Some of them are going to be super long events and stuff. So, you know, it's going to take us some time. So we hope you guys stick with us um, because we're going to go through all the years. You know, we're only in the 60s right now. Yeah, everybody keep in mind, we started the first episode in 1939, and we're going all, we will go all the way to current. I'm not going to show you guys the list that I have of <laughs> every event from 39 to current. It's an insane list. It's a list. long list. It's, it's a insane person list. Yes, and once we start getting to these cross, uh, the crossover events with uh it's like every character there is has a, a piece of the story we're gonna those episodes are gonna be big so like my brother said i hope you guys stick around for that stuff it will be a fun time we're having a fun time doing this and we just yeah we appreciate everybody just coming out and following listening liking liking the whole shebang messaging everything so thank you guys yeah thank you if you want to follow our individual uh social media accounts if you're not already uh you can find me on instagram uh demarco underscore lamont uh you can also follow and listen to my other podcast memories not guaranteed uh where me and my friends talk about old memories and stuff like that it's a fun time we tell jokes laugh get mad at each other uh make fun of each other so yeah if you're into that give it a listen yeah follow the webheads podcast yeah where can i find you uh, you can find me on Instagram at Steven, S-T dot E-V-E-N. Very simple. You can find me on Twitter at S-T underscore E-V-E-N-N. You can find both of us at the Webheads podcast on Instagram. On Twitter, you can find us at the Webheads pod. And yeah, come check us out. Add us, follow us. And we will see you guys next week. Oh, real quick, I wanted to give a shout out uh, to my wife, Ferial. Um, Ferial. She's not going to admit that this show is good, <laughs> but I she posted about it last week. So, <laughs> and I told her I would give her a shout out. Um, also on Demarco's other show, uh, Memories Not Guaranteed. Make sure you guys go check that out, and also uh, follow them on Instagram and keep asking. Uh, keep messaging and asking how old uh, Monica is because I really <laughs> want to know. And, and for some reason, she won't say it on the show. But I think they passed their 500 uh, downloads, so she should have said it Ooh, a while ago. Thanks for reminding us. Yeah, we'll get on that as soon as possible, everybody. So tune in. So tune in to his podcast. Come back next week for ours. I'll tell you how old I am on that one. And we'll see you then. <laughs> Peace out. Bye.